0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is Michelle, and who's here with me? Uh, It's JD. Michelle, your voice is alive. My voice is alive, and it is JD. <laughs> it is always JD. It is. Um, this is Michelle. If this is your first time tuning in, I don't smoke cigarettes. This is not my normal voice. This is uh, <laughs> my voice was completely gone for the first five hours of the day because of an event we went to. What event did we go to, JD? Oh, uh,
1: we went to see more Time Bomb Pro Wrestling at the Sanctuary oh. Event Center in Fargo, North Dakota last night. A big event with the No Ropes Barbed Wire main event with Badger Briggs and Damon Spriggle. Uh, Christopher Daniels, the Fallen Angel, 30-year veteran legend, uh, made an appearance and put on a hell of a match. Uh, Yeah, look, guys, we've been going to Time Bomb for a while now. You hear us talk about it. You know we love it. It was a great time, as always. Always pumped to go to see Time Bomb Pro Wrestling. As I understand it, they're going to be coming back again in May. Eleventh. Uh, uh, yeah, May eleventh is is what I was told, uh, and uh, I'm sure it'll be another great show. I'm sure we'll be on hand, but uh, yeah, Michelle uh, uh, has very quickly become a uh, a Time Bomb Pro Wrestling super fan, and I'm she in was, love
0: with Badger Briggs.
1: She was having a heck of a time last night. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, we all had a good time, but uh, I'm honestly surprised you're able to record this show today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I woke up and I was like, I feel like death and I can't even complain about it because all I can do is barely whisper. So over the course of the day, I was like, I know I have an episode to record later. I'm going to try to relax it. And now we're at least like audible. But it was really, (laughs) really bad this morning. (laughs) If I was getting murdered, nobody would have heard it. It was a perfect opportunity opportunity so <laughs> apparently May 12th if anybody wants to kill me that's your chance because I will not be able to yell that's I will be able day. to to squeak, uh, like squeak out like a and that's it so <laughs> mark your calendars May 11th wrestling May 12th the end of my life
1: <laughs> oh man that's not good super well- cool to, uh, <laughs> uh, to run into several people at the show last night uh, who are, are are familiar with the podcast have listened yeah. to at least a few episodes uh, know who we are met a lot of cool people uh what was that young fella's name was his name nick
0: uh, i believe it that, was nick
1: yes i know nick, the one you're talking the about who also we chatted to loves for, psycho gorman. Like a, yes yeah. he loves psycho gorman and he's a huge uh shutter uh nerd like the rest of us uh just everybody it was super cool to to bump into people and, and to hear people starting to to recognize what we do and uh uh, speaking of what we do, Michelle, we're here to mm-hmm. do what we do. That's why we do it. Isn't that right? We are. I do have oh, one comment we do. to What's make about that?
0: last night, and that is uh-huh. that I felt very awkward, and I've been thinking about every social interaction that I had with somebody who came up to talk about the podcast and I will be <laughs> regretting every single one of them for the rest of my life. You weren't there, but my favorite interaction was that a uh, woman came up to the table and looked at our stickers, which are free. So if you see our table, come get a sticker, come talk to us. They're pretty cool. Um, but a woman came up to grab a sticker and I was like, Oh, feel free to take a card to it's got our podcast info. And she just looked at me with like a deer in headlights. And I looked back and I said, <laughs> or not and then she was like no I mean I can take one I was like but you don't have to and she's like no I can and grabbed it and like scurried off I was like oh my god that woman is she's throwing that away that was so awkward I was she like just wanted oh. a sticker Michelle I know but I cool figure sticker. if she like was grabbing a sticker to like represent our podcast I was like feel free to take a business card and Here's, I'm gonna uh, be regretting it for the rest of my yeah, life
1: I, uh, <laughs> I unfortunately had to, uh, to leave the event ran later than expected because of some weather issues uh, and I had some time-sensitive things that needed to be dealt with immediately <laughs> upon the show being uh, being finished. Michelle knows why that's funny, and we're just going to leave it at that. Yep. Uh, but uh, uh, I promise I will not abandon you in the line of duty again. Uh, I will be there to be just as awkward as you are. And make things extra weird for both of us so that you don't have to be alone in the weirdness.
0: Yeah, the worst part was I went to Duffy's afterwards, which was really cool. But I kept running into all these people I had awkward interactions with. And oh. they would, like, come up and talk to me. So I was like, this is good that they are talking to me again. And I didn't, like, make such a terrible impression about Michelle, them. Just like, hello.
1: Michelle, <laughs> it's never the worst part of your night when you go to Duffy's
0: that that's true i do always always forget uh the direction that you are supposed to order or to open the doors in left, and then right. i look like a fucking noob i know left
1: right every time michelle left right <laughs> cash only that's I everything know. you need to know about duffy's left I, right cash. they actually have awful. uh uh there's at least uh one uh bartender there who has a t-shirt that says left right cash only oh it's that's a duffy's beautiful. t-shirt you gotta know you gotta know yeah. Uh anyway, shout out Duffy's Tavern Fargo, the home of the always awesome after parties after Time Bomb Pro Wrestling. Uh Anyway. <laughs> we uh, we do talk about horror movies and shutter movies and, yeah. and things like that occasionally. We don't always get obsessed about professional wrestling, but uh, look, let's be honest, it's becoming more and more common. Uh, We are here to talk about a new Shudder original release just hit uh, today, uh, being Friday the 17th of March, which, oh, by the way, we almost forgot this part too, Michelle. Uh, What what does that mean today is?
0: It is (laughs) our one year anniversary of beginning the podcast and episode 96.
1: 96 episodes in In one In 365 days. Man, uh, it sure doesn't feel like we've done 96 episodes, and it sure doesn't feel like it's been a year. Well, a third of those were
0: released in the... span of one month so I right think yeah we did
1: uh, <laughs> you remember how we did a episode every day in october but we made sure to remind you every single time that we did not in fact record them all in october we spent the whole like six months prior recording extra episodes to prepare for yeah that's a thing we i
0: do did. remember we recorded a
1: lot of episodes. Anyway, uh, yeah. it's I'm glad you guys. If you've been with us since the jump, you're the best. If you've picked us up along the way and stuck with us, you are also the best. If you are listening for the very first time today, you are also also the best. And I hope you stick with us. We, uh, we watch Shudder on the show. That's why we called it We Watch Shudder. Shudder is a streaming service for horror and horror-adjacent films. Today we're talking about an original release called what, Michelle?
0: Leave.
1: All right, fine, I'll go.
0: Make like a tree and get the fuck out of here.
1: <laughs> leave. Yes, the, the movie is called Leave, L-E-A-V-E, uh, not mm-hmm. to be confused with get out or any of those other things we just talked about. Um, the singular leave. form
0: of leaves. Leave. Uh, <laughs> There's one leaf no. on the, it fell from the tree.
1: It was it's no it's not a singular leaves
0: what the English <laughs> language that. is confusing <laughs>
1: it's so dumb yeah uh, so uh, sometimes we will uh, we will give you the uh, the description of the film as presented on the shutter website sometimes we don't do that because it was brought to our attention that they are often quite spoilery oh, yeah. uh, are we gonna do that today Michelle
0: we are going to do that because while yeah. this seems like a kind of long description, it all happens in the first five minutes, and it I is would all say a yeah. setup. Yeah.
1: yeah, this is all setup information. So we're gonna and and we'll also uh, uh, add some context as to extra reasons why we're reading this description uh, for you this week. But Michelle, do you want to read that uh, that official write up from the shutter website?
0: Hell yeah! Leave? I got my voice back. May as well use it. Yeah. Okay. As an infant, Hunter White was discovered abandoned in a New England cemetery. She was wrapped in a piece of cloth covered in satanic symbols and around her neck hung a wolf's cross pendant. 20 years later, she is obsessed with finding out why she was abandoned and who her biological parents are. A Shudder original. JD, would you like to hit us with your spoiler free thoughts?
1: Yeah, I could do that. Um sweet. We uh this is very similar in in certain ways uh to the experience we had with our archive title episode last week for Dear Sister. Uh this uh when we say horror and horror adjacent, this movie I feel is uh man, it it is the it's horror adjacent but it's the least horror adjacent you could be and still be considered horror adjacent does that make sense sure uh, this is yeah this is this there are su- a few supernatural elements here uh, and there's a little bit of spookiness going on uh but overall uh i felt this was actually a very sort of straightforward uh kind of uh, family drama uh, in a lot of ways it's definitely a mystery there are some thrilling elements um, It uh, As I am I am very fond of saying about a lot of movies uh, It uh, it's way too slow to be this long if it's gonna go at this pace It could have been 20 minutes shorter and I feel have been just as effective um there are some interesting things that they they set up and then nothing ever happens with that we'll talk more about in the uh, in the spoiler section um i just uh i thought it was a well-made film well put together i can't fault the director but this script just didn't really do it for me i wasn't uh, i wasn't caught up in the story at any point uh i wasn't uh, really wrapped up and, and sort of having that uh lack of awareness of the rest of the world around me kind of vibe uh it's just just real average for me on this one i'm gonna go with two
0: skulls two skulls from jd in order to tell you what i think of this movie i'm going to tell you a small story I was not familiar with anybody involved in the making of this film, but the lead girl, Alicia Von Ritberg looked familiar and I realized later that she looked like the girl from The Adventures of Alex Mack, which she's not because she's way too young and was probably not even alive when that movie or that TV show was airing. However, the director of this movie, Alex Herron, apparently made many music videos and his background is mostly in music videos, which is why a lot of this movie is just very beautiful to look at and you can tell that it was made by somebody who makes music videos and uh, in his catalog includes Tayo Cruz and Bass Hunter and Tiny Tempa and all these artists that I used to really like so I was like hey Tayo Cruz he has one where it's featuring Ludacris that I really liked and it's called Break Your Heart I'm gonna go revisit that song and watch the music video on YouTube so that I can see if." It was anything like this movie that I just watched. So I went to watch Break Your Heart by Tayo Cruz featuring Ludacris and directed by Alex Herron, the same director of Leave, the movie that we watched today on We Watch Shudder. We watched Shudder and that movie was Leave. And I went to watch Break Your Heart and my heart was broken because I realized it said that music video came out 12 years ago. And the music I do not like as much as I used to. I used to really like that song. And then I went to the comments. And somebody said, wow, the 2010s was a really great time for music. And that made me very sad. And between that comment, seeing that Break Your Heart came out 12 years ago and watching this movie, I had a bad evening. 1.5 skulls out of 5. Oh,
1: my God. That was, uh, uh, I, uh, I, I was not uh, <laughs> expecting story time with Michelle uh, on this There was no episode. way I
0: could. I, I didn't want to be a dick and actually criticize the movie right up front, so I was like, This is how I will get across that. I'm not giving this a good score, but hopefully people are like, haha, you're old, you know? I'm trying to <laughs> make it gentle, but I did not enjoy it.
1: <laughs> uh okay. well that's fair. Uh so yeah. two skulls for me, one and a half skulls from Michelle, that's one point seven five skulls. I can do that math pretty well. Awesome. Uh, that's uh, that's our experience, and always, as always, guys. Uh, like I, I hope it goes without saying, but I I fear it doesn't. So I always like to remind you: keep in mind, this is just like we're we're not it's just our experience with the movie, right? You may love this movie, you may not. We're just here to tell you about our reactions to it and how we felt about it. I have if a lot of praise
0: f- for this movie that we'll get into yeah, in the spoiler you, section. That's why I don't want to dick about it.
1: If you ever feel like uh, like we're being awful and, and rude to a movie, please tell us. Let us know, because I've tried very desperately not to do that. Unless you're the scary of 61st, <laughs> I was about in which to case say. fuck that movie.
0: Or The Room. You hated The Room. <laughs> <laughs> I did not I, like that movie. No, you did that
1: not. Was, I will also like to point out, though, that The Room was one of our very, very early episodes, and I have tried very hard to not uh, uh, get that that upset about movies. I mean, I uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's what we thought about the movie. It currently has a four skull aggregate rating on Shudder. So, uh, you know, clearly there are people who are really into this film as well. Uh, But if you'd like to hear our in detail spoilery thoughts, we're going to be talking about those here in just a moment. But if you'd like to see the movie uh, for yourself before we spoil a bunch of things, uh, we're going to give you an opportunity to push your way and make sure you come back. It's been a while since we took a moment to remind you that you definitely want to come back and push the play button and finish listening to the podcast after you watch the movie. Is that right, Michelle?
0: That is correct.
1: Yeah. But if they want to go watch the movie, when should they hit that pause button?
0: Right? Now.
1: Okay. Okay, did, I think you, it's safe. did you push the play button again? I hope so. I did. I did. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. We're going to find out. So leave. Yes. Uh, that's, okay, uh bye. that's not no, that's the name of the movie. <laughs> the entire uh, it's not, episode. <laughs> it's not a it's not a, a an imperative. Uh, tell us, Michelle, uh, I'm, I look, I'm, I'm fascinated by story time, uh, that, uh, that you just told us yeah. about how an experience with, uh, with bad negative nostalgia, uh, combined with <laughs> this movie to ruin your day. Apparently,
0: uh, uh,
1: I did not have quite that response to it. Why no. don't you tell us a little bit about how, let's go a little, well, no. So we usually try to explain how the movie goes, right? And, uh. Normally, Michelle is the one. I almost forgot we were going to do this. That's Uh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Normally, Michelle is the one who kind of tries to summarize the plot of the movie. For those of you who don't watch the movies and you just want to listen to us be dumb. um, I'm going to (laughs) try to... And this is part of why also we were keen on reading the description of the movie is because Michelle... Wasn't certain she could adequately summarize this movie, That's so true. I'm gonna try. Okay, and I I think you'll understand why. So, we open uh, the movie opens with a a nine one one call, and somebody's telling the nine one one operator that somebody left a baby in the cemetery. And then the cops show up, and they find this baby, and it's 2002. uh, And then one of the cops who finds the baby ends up uh, uh, adopting the baby. And then we flash forward 20-odd years, and now the baby is all grown up, getting ready to go to college. Uh, I don't understand why she would just be going to college uh, 20 years later. You would think it would be more like 18 years later, but that's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. Maybe so. Uh, so she's getting ready to go off to college, uh, and she's digging through some boxes in uh, in her house, uh, and then she tells her dad that she's... Uh, her dad is clearly under the impression that she's road tripping to Georgetown, but then she goes to the airport and she flies to Norway because she uh, at some point learned that uh, uh, this real story behind... Uh, how she was found. She knew she was adopted or, or but she just didn't know the whole story and she got it all. And then she did a DNA test and found out she was 99% Scandinavian, which how you narrow that down to Norway, I don't know. Uh, but uh, so she goes to Norway to find try and find her parents or who her parents were. and she thinks it's the singer from this band that was touring the area when she was found. And then it turns out the singer of the band can't have babies, but the bass player from the band and his girlfriend had a baby, but the bass player apparently was accused of murdering the mom because the moms told the bass player that she killed the baby uh, because she had some mental problems. And now, so the dad is in a mental hospital-slash-prison-type environment. The mom is deceased, apparently burned to death in a church uh, by the father. And then, so she goes off and she meets some of her her, uh, relatives of her dead mom. And they turn out to be kind of weird, and they're not as off-put by the fact that the 20-year-old daughter of their a uh, dead relative just showed up out of nowhere. Uh, and then things get weird. She starts asking too many questions. They're like, we don't want to answer the Guys, you understand how complicated... I'm only about halfway through the movie at this point. It's so convoluted. And then it eventually it turns out that they make it like... like maybe there's something to do with this satanic Norwegian black metal band. And maybe there's some sort of demon thing going on here. But then it turns out... Actually, these are just, like, hyper-religious uh, uh, Christian fanatics who like to torture demons out of people. Uh, and uh, her dad didn't kill her mom. Uh, in fact, her mom's not even dead. She's locked up in a in a weird room in the basement of the house. Uh, and then dad escapes the mental hospital somehow. They never tell us how. Uh, and dad dies trying to save mom and the baby, and then I—it's so convoluted, Michelle. I—I'm sure people are just like, "This is the most boring three minutes of plot summary ever." And now you understand why I wasn't caught up in the movie.
0: And it was that for an hour and forty-five minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it's just <laughs> like <I> again. <can't. laughs> I, uh, I Again, all, like, like I said, all of my problems really with the movie are story-based, uh, right? It's a beautiful movie. It's really well shot. Everybody performed really solid here. Uh, but this story just proceeds at a very leisurely, lingering pace. There's not a lot of urgency to any of this. Uh, so few of the reactions and, and the interactions of these people feel natural and real um it seems like they're setting up like I said something to do with how it's going to be related to this evil satanic band that uh that her mom was involved with uh and then that just goes nowhere uh there are some interesting hints of awareness of uh of different events Uh, and things in uh, Norwegian black metal uh, history and subculture that I I was kind of impressed by. Uh, But overall, it just... Things that I thought it was going to do, it didn't do. And what it did, it didn't do super effectively. And uh, I feel like my review of the movie at this point is as uh, unsatisfying as the movie was for me.
0: I have mentioned several times on this podcast where I liked certain parts of the movie, but I didn't like the movie as a whole. Um, Certain anthologies have really gotten that criticism from me. This one, it's odd because I don't know if I've really experienced this before where I liked the individual parts of the movie. I didn't like the way that they came together as a movie and I'm not talking about entire scenes like I usually would be. I enjoyed the musical score. I thought it overpowered significant chunks of this movie, especially the very beginning, like the opening credits are overwhelming. I liked the imagery and it makes sense that this was made by somebody with a music video background. That's why I was curious, you know, what else has this person done? Um, It's very pretty to look at, but then it's very disjointed when you see that kind of like the flashback sequences they don't make sense as a whole um one thing that really i i think that they kind of messed up by doing this movie in english i think that if this had been in norwegian um it would have been better the lead actress was very good but her american accent was not great at times and it took me out because it was very much like kept reminding me like yes this was filmed not in America. Like, why? Why did they feel compelled to use English? Um, and one of the things that really was just odd and added to it was my best friend needs subtitles, so I'm used to watching movies with subtitles, and I had them on for this and they were so inconsistent. Um, The characters would speak Norwegian and sometimes the subtitles would tell you what they were saying, the closed captioning subtitles would tell you what they were saying in Norwegian even the, the main character didn't know and it would give away parts of the movie in that way. But then later on they would be speaking in Norwegian and there would be no text telling me anything that was going on and then at other times there would be the usual text translating the Norwegian to English but also the closed captioning telling me what they're saying in Norwegian and I think that like weird weird disjointed inconsistency really represented how I felt about the rest of the movie it was such a weird experience
1: let it be known to film directors everywhere <laughs> your subtitles are now officially part of how <laughs> your movie is being evaluated Make sure them (laughs) shits is accurate.
0: When they give away plot points (laughs) in the... the the subtitles it's so weird Um, another movie that did a weird thing completely unrelated to this one was West Side Story I watched that with subtitles it was on HBO and half that movie is in Spanish and there is neither a closed caption or a subtitle translating it so you miss huge chunks of the movie because I watched it on HBO half the movie is in Spanish and the subtitle just said speaking Spanish and it was entire scenes of conversation that I did not understand and nobody translated it for me. And it was very strange. And this was the second time I've had an experience like that of just the subtitles actually making a difference. It was, ugh.
1: Welcome to uh, another surprise episode (laughs) of Michelle Watches Musicals. Uh, if you I enjoyed the musical. discussion of the butthole cats cut a couple of weeks ago, you're probably going to be into this.
0: I drank a uh, lot of no, Duffy's yesterday and I did go off about cats a little bit because somebody tried to defend it and that was not I, uh, happening.
1: I do, uh, I do also, I mean, I I, I I kid a little bit about your uh, your uh, holding the, the film responsible for its <laughs> subtitles, uh, but uh, I do think it is emblematic of the fact that uh the movie was uh non-engrossing enough that that sort of thing could be uh end up being a real sore thumb in a lot it of drove ways me right nuts. yeah yeah <laughs> uh, but uh yeah it just uh things just happen in this movie without a lot of setup uh like i said at one point um Like, the whole thing about the mom maybe still being alive and hidden in some room in this house just comes out of nowhere. (laughs) Uh, And then, all of a sudden, dad is just there. Uh, Like, how did he get out of the mental hospital? Like, there's no scene where he breaks out or escapes or cons some people into... Like, he just... Suddenly, he's there uh, after spending the last you know, 18 years or whatever in this, uh, uh, this facility. Uh, and then just all of a sudden, like they, they set up all the, like she's left in the cemetery in this weird blanket covered in satanic symbols. And there's this, uh, this weird inverted cross, maybe necklace that actually turns out to be a wolf's cross. And if you know anything about, uh uh Norse uh symbolism wolf's cross is actually more related to a Thor's hammer than an inverted crucifix but it gets a lot of play either way um it just it, Welcome it, it to seems... another
0: episode of JD knows a lot about religion and Michelle likes musicals.
1: <laughs> it's uh it's it's just there's a uh, there's a lot of stuff here that uh like I I I I I don't know that I would have liked it anymore if it had pursued, but I thought for sure they were setting up some sort of like demonic possession thing or something relating to that band. And I do feel like, like I said, there's there's a certain amount of awareness of Norwegian black metal history and culture in this movie. A couple of things stand out to me very loudly as there's no fucking way that's a coincidence. The first one, the guy in prison, his name is Christian. Uh, there is a very well-known person in Norwegian uh, black metal history. Uh, he calls himself uh, and I don't know if it was ever legally changed or maybe it was. Uh, his name is uh, Varg uh, Vik, I believe it's pronounced Vikernes uh, also known as Count Grishnak of a band called Birdsum. Uh Varg is famous uh, because he murdered uh, this other guy uh, called Euronymous from a band called Mayhem over a contractual dispute, uh, stabbed him in the head with the big knife, and then spent the next uh, 20 years or so in prison. Uh, but people used to really, uh, like Varg means wolf, right? That's the Norwegian word for wolf, and that's what he made his name. Uh, but his real name, his birth name is Christian. Uh, and so there was a part of that to me that was just like, all right, that's a little detail. It's very interesting. Uh, the application of the, uh, uh, the use of the, of the Wolf's Cross specifically because of that dual sort of connotation as like, if you know what, what, what's really going on, you know, it's relation to the more historical Norse mythology but also that crossover into into more satanic elements, which was definitely something that that black metal was big on. Even just the simple church burning element uh, involved here that was a very big thing in the early '90s. Uh, and the other thing, I haven't gone back to check on it, but I'm I'm so certain there is a brief cameo in the scene where Hunter goes to the bar to first try to meet or or encounter Cecilia, the singer, who she thinks is her mother. Uh, there's a guy, after Cecilia gets off the stage, she goes to sit over on, at her booth or whatever, and there's a guy who walks up to her just briefly. He never speaks in a way that you can hear on camera. You just see it in the distance. He walks up to her, says something to her, like, I don't know, and then he turns around and walks towards the camera and out of the scene, and I am 100% certain that that is a guy uh, who used to be in a somewhat well-known Norwegian black metal band called Gorgoroth, uh, who performed under the stage name of Gahl, uh, G-A-A-H-L, if you don't know anything about Norwegian black metal. You are I'm 100% sure correct. his name is also Christian. <laughs> but, uh, uh,
0: yeah, the reviews for this one, actually, a lot of the people who liked it were talking about the black metal connections um, and talking about him making a cameo and some of the, the things that you were talking about, the symbol, oh, and did. the connection. Uh, yeah. So
1: you've, you've confirmed this. Okay. Yes, yeah. It I is a hundred percent confirmed. Yeah. I'm so, I was like, that's yeah. gotten then, then for a minute I was like, Oh, it's cause I, I don't know if you know anything about, about Gall. Uh, no. but he, uh, is a, frankly uh, kind of a terrible person I, uh, oh. I will I will let you spend some time uh, reading his uh, his Wikipedia page and some of the controversies involving that guy uh, there was uh, a whole thing about uh, maybe some some kidnapping or something at one point if I'm not mistaken I don't know maybe uh, yeah uh sometimes so anyway yeah there's there are layers of- what
0: I said sometimes you just get a little into kidnapping, you can't help it right You've never accidentally gotten into kidnapping,
1: no, never once
0: in oh. my life, but okay, uh never mind no so i I appreciated that because uh
1: i mean i I am kind of a longtime long time uh a Norwegian black metal fan, and there are a lot of movies that try to incorporate elements of that that just have no understanding of what they're talking about at all. Uh, and and so I at least appreciated that there was some authenticity to this and the, its awareness of what was going on. There's also a very interesting element. Uh, it's such a subtle thing also uh, in uh, the fact that, that uh, Cecilia, the singer, uh, she was in this this black metal band that was touring the states around 2002, uh, and then in now 20 years later, uh, she's gone sort of clearly in more of a like a, a traditional rock oriented thing, and she's more of a of a of a popular sort of singer, uh, and not in the sense of like a huge celebrity, but just more uh, um. Uh, Straightforward rock and roll music, uh, and that's a thing that you see. Like there are, there have been certain notable moments uh, where guys in black metal bands had sort of turned and and evolved into these less extreme uh, sorts of things, and that almost feels like a reference to that sort of. Uh, it it felt very authentic in that way, and I appreciated that. Uh but then they don't do I, I was kind of curious if they were going to incorporate any of those elements. Uh and it more becomes uh sort of a uh uh similar uh to a lot of, of, of certain black metal attitudes, which is this idea that you think that these are the bad guys when really they're these grotesque, uh horrifying uh Christian religious uh sub elements running through the culture that are just hidden and kept under wraps and nobody talks about uh which was very much a, a part of the uh of the original sort of uh uh black metal uh rebellious nature was a rejection of uh these heavy uh, oppressive uh christian presences uh in in those those places but uh the Just the story itself, the details, I I, I was never invested in the characters. I, I was never given an opportunity to feel like, like if there was supposed to be suspense here, I don't know how because so many things just happen without any buildup of any kind. And then it just ends, right? It's like, oh, she's in the hospital with her mom and then her adopted dad shows up and it's just over. It is super. Uh, it, just, abrupt. it really could have used uh, a rewrite on the script heavily, but other than that, uh I, I got no gripes with the movie. It just this story didn't work for me.
0: This is one of those movies that makes me want to have a fundamental change to our podcast and how I very much overanalyze our uh, scoring or specifically my scoring. And part of it is that I want to be honest, but I also don't want to be a dick when I don't like things. So sometimes I will, you know, talk about Tayo Cruz instead and how I feel old (laughs) um, instead of talking about the movie itself. And I think a new approach may be inspired by a review I saw of this movie. And uh, this was on the Shutter website. A user named Pazuzu44 said just this in their review. So far, everyone keeps saying slow burn, which means it sucks, but they don't want to say that. And then they gave it five skulls. And I feel like that is a much better way for me to approach this would be I really did not enjoy it. Let me tell you all my reasons why. Here's where I found things were disjointed. And then I give those five skulls like the ones that are terrible for me i gave them a really high score because i feel like pazuzu 44 if i was a maker of this movie and i saw their review i wouldn't even be sad about the criticism because they gave me five skulls if somebody gave us a five uh star rating on like apple podcast they could say that i am the ugliest person they've seen in their whole life and they wish that i would die but if they gave me five stars that's fine by me You (laughs) (laughs) know, so inspired by Pazuzu 44, I may approach this differently in the future. (laughs) Uh,
1: Side note, by the way, uh, I did find a little bit of information about the incident uh, involving uh, uh, Gaul, formerly of Gorgoroth. Uh, The incident happened in February 2002 during a late night party at Gaul's house in Espidal when he became involved in a confrontation with a man. Uh, Gaul was accused of severely beating the man, torturing him for long periods of time, and collecting his blood into a cup and threatening to make him drink it. <laughs>
0: okay, but that's metal as fuck, right? <laughs> yeah. The
1: yeah.
0: gall of that man. <laughs> it
1: says, uh, now, he claims that he was the one who was attacked uh, and he was just... Uh, uh, defending himself uh, In fact his literal quote here was I was the one who was attacked But they think I punished him too hard As I <laughs> always say When people cross my line And I let them know where the line is Many steps before they cross it And they still choose to cross it Then I will be the one to decide What their punishment will be
0: <laughs> Okay but I kind of love that <laughs> it's, uh,
1: oh, well, If anyway. somebody
0: fucks with me I'm allowed to drink their blood I like that philosophy <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> no he was he was going to force the man to drink his own blood,
0: oh, see that's where yeah. he messed up. I can drink yeah. your blood if you mess with me. If I make you drink your own blood, that's where it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, uh, only I get to drink your blood if you wrong me
1: oh <laughs> uh, so yeah he uh anyway that's that's the kind <laughs> of like I spent most of my time with this movie just kind of analyzing the uh the the black metal sort of cultural elements there uh more than being concerned with what was actually going on I- in the story uh mm-hmm. that's uh that's my experience with the movie again it's uh, uh, it's well shot. Uh, it's super. It's super well produced. It's slick. It's a good-looking movie. The performances are solid. Uh, I think the obvious answer, Michelle, to why they chose to do this movie in English is because the girl was abandoned in America.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah well, but I mean, why did that s- have to be part of the story i just <laughs> i don't think it was necessary and it just wound up di- distracting because she was a very good actress but the accent, they especially for like, somebody from massachusetts was not just correct.
1: like abandoned her in trondheim or something and it didn't have yeah, to be all the way across it, the ocean
0: <laughs> it was not necessary it was just another thing added to this movie that I, I seemed know, I, just I, tossed I, in
1: if I if I am playing uh, I don't want to say devil's advocate but if I am trying to at least look at what the goal there might have been uh I think it might be uh maybe to illustrate uh that Anna wanted to get the child as far away from her family as possible and therefore the child was abandoned in America and, and the the English uh speaking person but uh, yeah, I, I think there are definitely ways you could have worked around that. I honestly didn't have any trouble with her English at all. That uh, it No, was not ridiculous. the English,
0: just the accent.
1: No, that's what, that's what I mean, the The accent. Oh. I, I didn't really notice anything. It didn't bother me in any way. I uh, I didn't have any thoughts about it until you pointed it out, Michelle. I'm
0: sorry. So. I think part of it is because she is alongside a fellow Norwegian, uh, you know, actors. So mm-hmm. hearing them with their accent, it would really bring out her own when they were having a conversation, like where it would just start leaking out a little bit more, and I really caught it. Now, granted, I am the worst person when when... when it comes to doing accents. So she did a much better job at doing an American accent (laughs) than I could doing a Norwegian one to the extent where I would not even do it because nobody would know where I am trying to do this accent and I am sure it would be problematic. So I am awful at accents. It just very much distracted me when hers came out. And also I just love the Norwegian language and I would have loved to hear more of it. (laughs) It's a very beautiful language.
1: (laughs) We haven't even talked about about yet how uh Stian, the 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 son of uh of her uh her step her great aunt or whatever that she meets uh, at the at the Norheim uh, estate uh just that guy just turns violent and rapey out of nowhere for no reason at all yeah uh like that was a just lot. yeah it uh it was very sort of it was especially considering the overall tone and direction of the rest of the movie that seemed super aggressive and out of place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely understood the, uh, like they were trying to make him out to be uh, kind of a, a, of a troublemaker, but that was a step that, uh, uh, it almost felt like they needed her to be assaulted on that level, as an excuse for her to uh, fight back on the level that she did, uh, like they they wanted to get to the goal of where all of a sudden she might be wanted for murder, uh, and that's just how they reverse engineered it. Is kind of how that felt to me, uh, but uh, uh, I tell you what, that that moment where she. Fucking wallops him with that cast iron <laughs> skillet and then his head hits that marble countertop was pretty fucking brutal. <laughs> yeah.
0: I That's again have nothing else to add. <laughs> you can tell when we reach the end of the episode and I just go yep. yep.
1: Yeah, so uh not a whole lot to say uh, about this one in spite of the fact that we're now 43 minutes in. Uh it does uh, like it, I I guess what I would say is I'm definitely interested in seeing uh uh where uh Alex Heron goes from here. Uh I uh, I would uh, I'm curious to see what other kind of stuff he he's able to put together um but uh i i don't remember the name of the of the person who wrote this film but uh uh i hope they uh they find some more stuff to do too <laughs> that was same that was a very, that was Ditto. A very uh <laughs> yeah and, and again guys uh like i said there's tons of very positive reviews of the film on the shutter website uh, just because it didn't work for us doesn't mean it's not going to work for you. Uh, and there are definitely, like, uh, there, there are positive things about it. So it's if you're looking for something to watch, it might be very well worth your time. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, this uh, is hey. one where it's
0: not overwhelmingly bad. It's not something no. for both of us, but there are, like yeah. you said, a lot of people who... And a lot of the reviews talk about the black metal imagery and how they like all of mm-hmm. that being connected. So I think people who understand that like you do are going to get a little bit more out of it for that yeah reason. there
1: there are definitely little nuances there that I, I appreciated it just wasn't enough to uh to hook me on the overall story but
0: yeah i so did enjoy uh, it five skulls i uh <laughs> I,
1: I i hated this movie five skulls <laughs> yeah i, uh, I might do I, that. oh that is one of the thing that i wanted to point out here uh i thought the play on uh, her name and the pronunciation oh, of that leave. name becoming the title of the. I I was a little, I, mm-hmm. I was almost a little like too hokey uh for me in certain ways, but uh I that uh, could
0: have been why they wanted it to be in English even though it didn't make a lot of sense. Was yeah, just this is for a naming convention. Yeah,
1: this is this is something that we've bumped into before. Uh regardless of anything else I do I have to say about this movie uh they needed a better title for sure this title does not uh imply anything significant about this movie at all it, in fact the title is a pun it's just a pun a play on her her original birth name and it's like I oh man like puns, that's it, so I will man. give it
0: 5 skulls <laughs> <laughs> I will retroactively change my score Don't <laughs> no, don't
1: do that It could be the five skull
0: category, but with an asterisk, where they're the ones I uh, I do not enjoy.
1: (laughs) I got to be honest with you, Michelle. Now, granted, I know we talked quite a bit about the Time Bomb Pro Wrestling up front, Mm -hmm. uh, but I am continuously baffled by our ability to make these episodes last uh, when it's a movie that we didn't necessarily uh, get connected to a lot. But apparently I had to give a history lesson on black metal, and so that's how we got here.
0: I am very good at talking about nothing. Do you, have, so uh, do you have anything
1: else? I mean, as long as we're here, as we're already past the 46-minute mark. As long as we're here, do you have anything else you need to get off your chest about the subtitles in West Side Story or in anything else for that matter?
0: Don't even get me started on the of West Side Story. <laughs> I was really into it, and I could, and it was the newer West Side Story, by the way. Obviously, not the classic. Um, it was the recreation, and I wanted to know so much more about the story, and I could not. They deliberately did not translate it, which makes it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um,
1: <laughs> Michelle, yeah, haven't you been uh, haven't you been Duolingo Spanishing?
0: This was before I had reached day nine hundred and sixteen in Duolingo of Spanish, so I really did not understand anything. Well, maybe so, what
1: you need to do is go back and watch it again, and maybe your Duolingo will have solved your problem. Maybe I will definitely
0: understand bailar, which means dance. Yes, it so means to that'll dance. be useful. Yes. And the non-conjugated singer, form of the verb. Yes, musica means music. Uh huh. These are all going to be very helpful. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how to say west or side or story. So I feel like there's still going to be a lot of stuff missing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They'll probably tell you right up front. I hope how so. How to say west side story. Do you know how you say west side story in Spanish?
0: El west side story. Yeah.
1: No, you say west side story in Spanish.
0: Oh, my God. Say good night, J.D. <laughs>
1: good night, J.D. <laughs> uh with with no summing